This is the Effective Engineering Manager Podcast. In today's episode, Slava and Adam talk about the key steps to training and building managers. Welcome to the Effective Engineering Manager Podcast. Hi, Slava. Today's your time. What would you like to talk about? Today, I'd like to talk about management training. And this means training future managers. And this podcast may be one of the, or maybe second most important of the whole series on on building managers. We covered lots of stuff. And I think the most important one is the fitness for management, right? Or what we called the attitude, right? And maybe two or three podcasts ago, we talked about how it's very important that uh, folks who want to become managers have right attitude, which is accomplishing more by taking care of the team, right? This is the fundamental requirement, right? Everything else, money, um, you know, uh, success, success and whatnot, right? Are all the wrong uh, reasons. Uh, accomplishing more by taking care of the team, right? And uh, today I would like to talk about how to make it happen. Now you have someone who is very good, who, is, who has a potential as a manager, they have right attitude, right? Uh, how do we actually make them managers, right? And uh, this is the, uh, this podcast gives a detailed, very practical guidance on uh, uh, how to accomplish it. Any thoughts? Yeah, I, I think this is a really good topic, uh, very pertinent. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about motivation for management and things you can do as someone who wants to go into management. And, you know, but I think we've assumed that there's a path for you. But I think having that sponsor and really strong advocate to get you through some of the things you're going to talk about is absolutely critical. I couldn't have grown in my career without that, for sure, despite, you know, whatever motivations I had. So this is a very important part of the equation. I agree. Yep. Well, uh, sounds great. Let's uh, let's dive in. So here's this uh, step-by-step guide, and we will uh, give a checklist uh, uh, for folks who who will be implementing it. And I've done it. I just want to mention that I've done this way uh, maybe 10, 15 times. I trained uh, transition careers of managers, and it really works. And you you get a great manager who cares about people and who can get stuff done. Right. This is uh, this 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 stuff works, right? So let's let's start. Uh, number one, right? Uh, first of all, confirm with the engineer that he has uh, right motivation, right? This is important. Make sure that you did talk to him about the three types of power: the relationship power, the expertise power, and the role power, and how the relationship uh, power is the most important one and the most effective one. We do not want to grow people who manage by giving orders. Number two, and this is an important step and uh, there's some practicalities here. You actually need to confirm with HR that what you're trying to do in terms of transitioning their career horizontally is possible, right? That they're not gonna object or your chain of command won't object, right? You need to confirm with your chain of command and you need to confirm with HR. Now, how to make it practical, right? Uh, And there are a couple of things. First of all, we talked about how transitioning to management is not a promotion. You tell HR that they're not going to be getting a salary bump, right? That even though their uh, job, job code is going to change, their title is going to change from a software engineer to, to an engineering manager, right? They're not getting a 
bumped up salary wise right this usually relieves the concerns about the budget right because you know things are always tight and this helps a lot and the second thing which you can use with um, with your chain of command is uh, that they will continue to contribute to the code base right as frontline engineering managers they will continue to code they have to right because and this will is going to help uh, your chain of command to address the matter of capacity, right? If if you all of a sudden began to manage, right? So what's going to happen to the head that was coding all this time, right? So we and uh, just use it with your bosses and also use with your direct. Say, hey, you need to continue to do uh, code reviews. You need to continue to code. Maybe not uh, not you know uh, not the hundred percent, but let's say uh, forty to fifty to sixty percent. You need to continue to do design reviews. You need to do de continue to do designs. So this addresses this. And also, uh, this continue to be hands-on as a frontline engineering manager is important is to, for maintaining the respect of the team, right? If you train someone who jumps off uh, technical work and, and all, only does people uh, project management, right? Not, not everyone may like it, right? And this might seem as, a, okay, he just didn't want to code anymore, right? And he just, that's why he decided to be a manager. So does it make sense, Adam? Absolutely. Uh, this makes a ton of sense. And if we go back to when we had uh, Anand Safia on talking about becoming a manager is not a promotion, this is exactly why. It's a transition. It's not, it, it's, it's, it's a good move. It's not, you know, let's not talk about it negatively. It's a good move, especially for those that are motivated. But it, you have to really structure the change and the communications first because if you don't have that like you said they may continue coding 100 percent of their time they may continue doing exactly what they thought got them there in the first place if they've never been coached or, or brought into a management role let alone any management skills they need so i think this is critical exactly exactly yes and definitely there needs to be brought up the, with your direct that hey i do expect you to be hands-on but i also do expect you to start to to do your job as a manager Right, as a people manager, as a project manager, as a program manager, right? So, uh, we, so we covered this. Uh, number three, uh, bef uh, bef uh, by that point, you already agreed with your direct that uh, you are doing it and they're doing it. HR is on board and your chain of command is on board, so it's a go, right? And this is important. I just, I'm just going to want to keep bringing it up because if you don't get your chain of command or HR on board and you, if you spend 12 months uh, training someone as a manager, right? And then just to discover that it's, it's not going to be possible. This is going to be a very bad day for everyone, right? Loss of time, loss of trust and everything else. So make sure that you, you have everyone on board, right? Now, the, uh, the, th the third and the very important step, and like you said, communications is super important, is uh, you tell your direct report um, or, or your uh, manager in training, as we call them, right? That you will announce their career transition to the team. Right, they have to know that the team will know. Right, it's not like it's not it's not going to be hush hush. It's not going to be under the table. They they just need to know that the team will know. Right now, and the uh, the fourth step also uh, important, which is essentially just talking about launch here. Right, launching this training. Right, talk to the team on a one-on-one -on -one basis and uh, share the transition that uh, this uh, individual is going to be undergoing in terms of becoming a manager. Right, so. Uh, share the news and also do share why you believe they're going to be a good man manager and why you believe they will take care of the team and while they will take care of getting stuff done 
right? So one-on-ones, uh, just, you know, your usual, uh, uh, usual one-on-ones, just bring it up, right? Uh, the uh, fifth step is uh, share exactly the same message in a public forum, such as a staff meeting, right? This is essentially just an uh, agreement meeting because everyone already knows that uh, this is happening. They had a chance to ask questions. And this is just a, a public demonstration of the fact that, okay, now this is official and this is public, right? Uh, now, the, the next step is to prepare a sh and share a plan for your direct. This career uh, training, training management training plan with your direct. This can be, an, uh, most of the times these days, an electronic document. If you want, you can do a PowerPoint, you can do a Google Doc, you can do whatever you want, right? But it has to be a document, something, uh, something that you can print, give it to them, or you know, they can see, check it in, and you know, s watch how they're uh, you know, following through, the, through with the plan, right? So that's, uh, uh, this is important, right? Now, uh, continuing, uh, uh, the plan must contain three top-level parts, right? The study of management, the practice, and the actual uh, transition, right? Uh, what does it mean? So study, and this is, I think, to me personally, one of the most important stages, right? Typical, and you should set the expectations with a direct like this, typical time takes to transition to management is about uh, 12 months, right? And study plan takes about nine months, right? That plan is uh, the guided self-study. And we covered guided, guided self-study before, and I'll just give a, a really quick overview. Uh, as a part of your one-on-ones, you're going to meet uh, once a week for, 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 a few, uh, for whatever, 30, 45 minutes. And now that he's a management manager in training, part of your one-on-one, usually 10, 15 minutes, is going to be dedicated to the guided self-study. And the guided, guided self-study works like this. You ask them to read uh, the study material, uh, 10, 20 pages per week, and bring up uh, five points they've learned to this one-on-one -on -one that you can, they, can, they can show you, right? What they're going to learn does not matter. What matters is that they bring it. This, this can be a note, uh, can be a sticky note, can be a record somewhere in a notepad, or can be an electronic record, right? But they have to bring five things they've learned that you don't care what, right? And they also have to bring one thing they would like to do a deep dive with you, something that, uh, uh, you know, piqued their interest. Uh, uh, this is a, and this is a, this format is extremely important, right? So they bring it, you, you guys have a discussion, right? This, what, and this works because when they seek for five things they've learned, they switch from sleeping through the book or watching a movie to actually actively gathering information, right? You cannot come out with five things that you've learned without learning, right? This is impossible. So that's basically the, uh, the high-level over overview of the uh, guided self-study. What do you think, Adam? I couldn't agree more. And I think one thing I'd like to say to any listeners out there saying, well, okay, so you're asking people to kind of do academic study and read books. Yes. And it's it's for multiple reasons. The one reason you mentioned, obviously, just to learn and build those skills. But you're really, as a, as the that manager and trainee's boss or manager, you're really testing to see whether they have the motivation and dedication to go forward with this and learn and build these skills and work in an ambiguous environment where they basically have to set their own guided study plan and execute on it. 
right? It's not like writing code where you're given a task and you, you know you can go and write code and, and deliver something finite. Here it's a little less finite, which is the one of the most important skills any manager has to have. So building those skills in place while also learning that material is critical and building that confidence in your boss. So I, I am a big believer in this uh, yep. in this plan and it works very well. Yep, and I think you actually gotten to experience it a bit. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so now, and this is uh, this uh, highly structured approach that I'm pitching here, and actually it's not pitching, sharing, because I know it works, right? Uh, also important because once this young uh, manager got trained and went through this process, this is exactly the same process they're going to be using when they're going to be training their own managers, maybe in one, two, three, four, five years, right? They will essentially be establishing this chain of effective build of effective building of managers right and this is the, that's why I'm, I'm i'm continuing to bring up to like follow it to the letter basically now the question is next thing is what is that they're going to be studying right these are books right so um so essentially it's a it's a, a set of uh, uh i think at this point what is uh, six six seven books i have right uh and um I have selected those books and study resources after maybe, you know, after realizing that I, I don't know what I'm doing as a manager, maybe some, you know, 10, 15 years ago, and then I trained myself. And how much, and given how much of a crap in, in, you know, in those bookstores about management and everything, this is a highly refined uh, set of study resources that just works 100% of time. So, uh, uh, what, what, is the, uh, what is the first, uh, first resource? Number one is the emotional intelligence, intelligence by uh, Daniel uh, Goldman, right? Uh, this is impo uber important. Uh, if you s even if um, you can see the individual is emotionally intelligent, which is we would expect from the from the you know one of the prerequisites, if you want, right? Getting a formal training, an understanding of what emotional intelligence is, how it works, why it's important, and how to apply it with when you work with people, is super important, right? S step number one. And we're going to share those books in the, on the website and, and on LinkedIn uh, so that uh, you know uh, people don't have to scramble. So uh, the next book is, and uh, this is basically the, the the most fundamental book on management you can come up with, is uh, the uh, Effective Executive by Peter Drucker. Uh, Peter Drucker is the founder of the modern sc uh, school of management, right? And this is one of the most clear defined. Uh, books that explain what is it to be an effective manager. Even though the book says executive, and we think of executives usually in VPs or CTOs or SVPs, right, or CEOs, right, you will learn, people will learn that executive is anyone who exercises an executive function, which is understanding, making decisions, and executing on them, right? And this is what managers do. Yeah, pretty much every, every, every human being is an exec executive in a sense, right? So Effective Executive by, the, by Peter Drucker. The next one is uh, the book called Execution, right? And this is a book by, by one of the luminaries in management, Larry Bossidi. This is a fundamental book which focuses on how to execute 100% of times, right? Without executions, no planning matters, right? If you don't execute as a manager, there are not going to be results. And executing, knowing how to, and doing it is uber important. Uh, this is the third book. Now, uh, the next book, once we covered the, those, the, the, the core fundamentals of, of management, right? Another book which I recommend is um, 
the book is called uh, Effective Manager. And this is a relatively new book that came from the guys uh, that are known for uh, the podcast Manager Tools, which I love and I've learned so much from it, right? So Effective Manager is uh, the book that covers three management core, three core management pillars, right? Which is one-on-ones, uh, 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 um, -on feedback, coaching and delegation. This, are, this is an extremely practical book and you, anyone who, who can take it, they'll, they'll learn and maybe they'll never need to learn anything about feedback, uh, uh, coaching, uh, delegation, right? So uh, the, uh, f what is it? The fifth one is uh, the book uh, which is called It's Okay to Be the Boss, right? Uh, this book, uh, uh, is, uh, uh, is, this book is by Bruce Talgan, which I also I love. He's just, just he's explains those complex things so easily and clearly. Uh, this book is, uh, should be given in the end of the training, right? Just before they start practicing, right? Uh, before they, they finish learning, right? And they're about to start practicing, right? Start, start applying um, uh, what, what they've learned, start doing one-on-ones, right? Start giving positive feedback, start coach, uh, start delegate, right? So that, that is all uh, is gonna be happening. And it's always a this interesting transition period because I've, I've had directs whom I trained that they had their first one-on-one -on -one as a future boss of the team or of a, of a particular individual, right? They were sweating bullets, right? And they were telling me, you have no idea how hard it was. I go from a buddy or a colleague, you know, sitting next next desk to a boss, right? And this is not easy, right? F knowing that now that you are the one who is signing their paychecks is very different, right? And it's extremely uncomfortable for someone who never done it. That's why I advocate for them for them to read this. It's okay to be the boss, right? Now, and the last book which I usually give um, after they finished the training, practiced, uh, officially changed their titles, maybe in uh, two to three months, I suggest to give them this book, which is called, again, by Bruce Talgan, uh, a book called 27 Challenges Each Manager Faces. It's exactly the same thing. Through one-on-ones, you're gonna be doing guided self-study with them. So they're doing all the work, they're studying, they're, you're just checking up on them, right? And 27 Challenges Each Manager Faces is about really practical situations, like how to deal with, you know, people who are not performing well, right? How to, uh, you know, how to onboard someone. It's really, really basic stuff and it covers a lot. And I've, I've just finished training some other folks and they said, hey, it's, this, this is extremely practical thing that I can start using uh, pretty much tomorrow. So that's uh, basically the, uh, on, uh, this, the guidance on the guided self-study. What do you think, Adam? I think it's great. I mean, and all those books are, you know, uh, management gold. Um, uh, of course, anything by Drucker is going to be great. It gives you a really strong, I think, uh, foundational background on management and, and management theory. And then I agree with you, the manager tools folks um, that wrote Effective Manager, I think is, is a really great resource. And I think it's very crisp to look at you know, if you're a new manager, like, what is it that I need to do right away, right? I mean, you're going to be lost. And I think they, the four key tenets there, coaching, feedback loop, one-on-ones, and delegation, if you do those four things and master those, you really can't fail as a manager, right? You can deal with what, you can weather whatever storm comes your way. So uh, 
Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. Absolutely. You know, and if you can, you know, yeah. and so this is a great, great set of resources. I think any of our listeners, you should just go off and, and really start uh, investing in those. We don't get any, we yep. don't get any kickbacks for it, but, you know. Yep. <laughs> yes. I mean, and our goal is to really, what is our goal, Adam, right? Is to make sure that there are more good managers, right? So whatever we can do, uh, share, you know, share with, the, with our listeners those great resources, it's totally worth it. Uh, the the the, uh, the more we have good managers, the better the world becomes. And I firmly believe in that. So now, uh, step number seven is uh, practice. The guided self-study depends on how people, how fast they read, uh, you know, uh, but usually giving this, I don't know how, how many pages exactly, there may be 2,000 in that list. So that's a lot of work, right? So that's why I usually dedicate nine, uh, nine months to just guided self-study because sometimes they're going to be busy, they won't have time and all the good stuff. So nine months is the guided self-study. Once they, once they have finished uh, the guided self-study, ask the questions, right? Now is the time to practice. And the practice in that 12-month training period takes about three months, right? So during that practice, uh, the first thing they're going to, and you, you, you are going to ask them is to start practicing one-on-ones. They're going to schedule one-on-ones with, the, with their future team that they're going to take on, right? Uh, they're going to practice uh, positive feedback. And I say positive and never mention negative because to get to the ability to provide uh, negative feedback effectively without uh, pissing off people, without making enemies, it's very hard and it takes lots of practice and uh, I suggest uh, for young managers who just transitioned their career, just don't do negative feedback, right? For six months to 12 months, do only positive. Positive feedback will make you lots of friends, will make you great employees who are looking forward to talking to you because they know there's always something good is coming from you, right? So, uh, so they, they're, gonna be they're gonna be practicing one-on-ones and positive feedback under your supervision. You have to check in uh, pretty much for a month into every one-on-one -on -one they're going to be doing, right? And the formula is very simple. It's usually they're there in the meeting and you come and say, hey, folks, I'm going to be here as a manager just observing that they're doing the one-on-ones correctly. Ignore me. I'm here to just, make sure, just to make sure that, uh, you know, they're doing well, right? And then I'm going to give them feedback after the one-on-one, -on -one, right? So once they started doing one-on-ones, uh, provide them feedback. Uh, it's okay to provide corrective feedback because people do make mistakes, you know, they, for example, they can let uh, the direct report to talk not stop for the whole one-on-one, -on -one, right? And so that the manager didn't have time to provide updates, right? Provide the feedback, right? Uh, it's, and it's, they know, they know that it's important for them to learn. And this is one of the most important, uh, one-on-ones are the most important tool and positive feedback is just a second to none if you want. What do you think, Adam? I 100% agree. I think this is really good stuff. And, um, you know, people that haven't done one-on-ones and haven't led people before really do need to practice it, right? No matter how innate you are, no matter how emotionally intelligent you are, you really need to practice that because you're really going to start dealing with different types of personalities that you may not have dealt with or not dealt with in that context. And you really need to learn how to manage those types of relationships. And it's that, that period is going to set you up for success, not just for the near term, but for the rest of your career. Yep. Yep. Totally agree. 
So uh, now they've been uh, practicing under your guidance for a month and then uh, six, a couple of months you just let them uh, uh, fly solo once you saw that they're ready. But do during the one-on-ones, you just you, don't forget that they're still managers in training, right? Still every one-on-one you ask them, hey, how's it going? How are your one-on-ones? What are your discoveries? What have you learned about the team? Did you learn about anything about the team? Are you building relationships? If yes, great, sure, give me examples. If no, let's dive in and figure out what's going on, right? So this is still a act, very active period of engagement from the manager uh, with the uh, manager in training, right? Um, so now, and the last thing that uh, happens is at the end of the year, and I say 12 months, end of the year, because this is usually well, uh, here in the United States and many other countries is when uh, promotions happen. This is what's called the promotion period, right? And uh, and HR knows that you know all you know uh, performance reviews are happening and all the good stuff, right? So this is exactly the time when you already agreed to you officially transition them as a uh, from an engineer to a manager, right? Uh, the job job uh, number changes, the title changes. Uh, there is, there, you might, once this is done, you might do, in a, you know, a, a, might, might throw a bit of a party to, uh, you know, to welcome a new manager, you know, and make, and get the team to relax a bit, right? So this is, this is the official transition, right? It uh, usually requires a bit of work. Maybe they might ask you to, for a justification again, there's critical work of changing job numbers, figuring out what the job, job number is and all the good stuff, right? But, uh, still you are still hands-on and you are still not done right this is uh, uh this is when uh, uh you can actually say that uh, after after that change in job number and uh, the title they're officially the manager right so that's uh, those are thoughts on on the official transition uh, to the new role what do you think adam agreed i think again this is great and great condition and, and you know i think having you, you always have to be considerate of the team that is going to be inheriting uh, a manager now, right? Look at it from that angle. And I think, like you said, easing the, the team into it, whether it's a manager who's being promoted from within or or being trained from another team coming over, you know, whatever the, the, the scenario is, um, always thinking about the team first is going to be successful both for the team and for the person going in to help manage that team. Um, and having that oversight of you know who whoever's the the manager and trainee's boss is putting them in a position really and their endorsement really i think is it critical and it has to it has to be that way i mean i don't think you can really just do it any other way you can't just drop somebody in because if you do that you're also sending the message that this person was a good engineer and we're just you know putting them into that role and we already talked about why that's not it's a success-oriented plan, but also it really, from the team's perspective, they're lost on what the context is, right? Other than knowing this person was a good engineer. So putting it in, in into perspective, having a good transition, absolutely key. Yeah, and you know, you actually uh, had a very good point. It's not only about training the manager, right? And training he, and uh, easing him into the job, right? It's also easing the team uh, to become a, uh, you know, to, to, to accept that manager, right? Uh, to, to know that they're there for them, right? So this is extremely, and this is why it takes time, right? Like, and you had another great point, 
if you drop someone in, right, first of all, it means that you don't care about the team, right? Because you never asked uh, you know, their opinion, you know, what, what's going on. Are they, are they accepting of, of this particular individual, for example? But because sometimes, you know, sometimes you start doing 360 for a, a new manager or your manager you want to train and feedback sometimes is not good, right? And uh, you don't want to do this. So uh, that's... Uh, so at this point, you would think that, okay, now you are done, the, the managers, you know, the official managers, and, you know, let them go. No. What I suggest for the next, uh, and this is really depends on a particular individual, right? But what I suggest that for the next three months, during one-on-ones, you just bring up, hey, how's it going? Are you feeling comfortable? How are one-on-ones? Just, just, you know, just literally a temperature check, right? Um, first of all, it shows that you are still with them, right? It's not that you drop them in a you know, uh, deep end of the pool, they are done, right? Pro pro continue to provide support because they may need support. Maybe someone, is, you know, some ha someone has now performance issues or maybe, uh, maybe whatever, people are fighting between each other, who knows, right? You need to be there for them, right? And in, the, in about three months after they practiced, right, um, uh, and become comfortable and uh, there's always this moment when you say hey how comfortable are you now as a manager and they're going to say i'm it's totally working I'm, I'm all good right after this you can drop uh the temperature checks during the one-on-ones and just you know let them be but at the same time at, at the three month uh, mark of them being officially a manager give them the uh, 27 challenges each manager faces right again same guided self-study you know take them through it it's a easy read, uh, very practical, and they, they can land it within a month, I think. It, it's a normal normal, uh, normal timeline, one, 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 one month or two months, right? So that's, that's basically, uh, you're done, right? You have a brand new manager who is succeeding thanks to your efforts and the, thanks to their efforts to learn and to practice uh, the art of management, right? Are you done, right? And the, and the, the answer is not yet, right? Uh, what you wanna do, is first of all, first of all, if they went through this uh, uh, training as I described, this management training which I just gave to the to the listeners, right? They are already so much better than I would say 98%, 95% of the uh, general management population, right? Because most of the times, no one ever takes time to learn, right? They're so much better now already. But last thing you're going to do for them is to set them up for a lifelong study of man management right it's an endless it's an endless uh, joy and th there's so many things to learn so many things to polish so many things to optimize and uh, this is just you know they, they should be doing it continuously just like i'm doing it for sure uh, continuously listening to new stuff and uh, what i recommend uh, uh, give them the effective engineering manager podcast this podcast because we try to cover all the important things at this point well we at 27 episodes uh, we covered people projects uh, different management tools and all the good stuff right so give them our podcast and i also strongly recommend for them to start listening to this podcast of which i just madly in love with after you know five six years is the manager tools very easy to find on the internet they also have uh, uh, licensing uh, manager to tools post podcast is always free but you can uh, pay 200 bucks get a license and you can get uh, the show notes from them right this gives you an amazing tool when you need to provide someone guidance right but you really don't have to don't have time to 
you know, to to talk to them, right? Uh, or this is, this is something tactical. What I do all the time as I'm a licensee, I go find the episode which I uh, which I need, and they have like all, like episodes on everything, like litter on everything, right? Uh, uh, we little babies compared to them, uh, even though our focus is on the engineering management rather than just the general management, right? So you can get this um, uh, show notes and give you a direct report so that they just can read and understand, right? It takes literally like, you know, 30 seconds, extremely effective um, and very, very useful. So that's uh, that's about it. Well, this has been outstanding, Slava, and this is, as we said in the, uh, at the set, offset of this uh, outset of this show. Uh, this is critical uh, for any manager in training and for the process. And you've got you've gone through a lot here. Can you take our listeners through a checklist of items that they can use right away to um, build good managers going forward? Absolutely. And here's the checklist. It's very extensive, but uh, it's every every line is worth its weight of in gold. Uh, first of all, number one, confirm that the engineer has the right motivation. Second, confirm with HR and your chain of command that uh, there's there, there going to be room for transitioning someone into management. No salary bump. Make sure that they're going to they continue to contribute technically. Right. Uh, next, uh, tell them you will announce their career transition to the team. Talk to the team on one-on-one -on -one basis and then make uh, the announcement in the public forum. Uh, prepare and share the career development plan uh, with, with your direct. Uh, next is uh, uh, build a plan, uh, uh, which includes study, practice, and transition. Uh, define uh, the timelines. Study is nine months, practice three months, and the career transition happens at the end of the year, uh, normal, uh, normal cycle, right? Uh, next is uh, uh, take them through the study, uh, and uh, this includes uh, the guided, guided self-study. This includes emotional intelligence, effective executive, execution, effective manager. It's okay to be the boss, and 27 challenges each, each manager faces. Uh, and then uh, next step is uh, practice for three months. And in uh, uh, the end of the uh, practice period, uh, which lasts about three months, like I just said, your officially uh, transitioned there as managers. That's about it. Well, thank you, Slava. This was great stuff. Thank you, Adam. Uh, and uh, management study resources, which that we mentioned, will be posted on the web page for this podcast, and we also post are going to post them on LinkedIn. And to our listeners, please help us to spread the effective engineering management by sharing it uh, with the other people. Uh, if you like this episode, go share it with your network. And uh, we are on the on the internet, uh, on the web, we are at effectiveem.com, and also on the Twitter and LinkedIn. Thank you.